0: California is trying to sink further into another realm. Chuck Schubert tries to sharpen his poker face. And Canada outlaws psychology, religion, science, and parenting. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Day three at Josie's apartment. Uh, this time I got a hold of a room. So I can actually, you probably are not hearing all of the echo that you heard yesterday i did have to do this a little bit later because there was somebody pumping something out of a toilet upstairs so didn't unless you wanted to hear that that wasn't going to happen josie's feeling a lot better everyone's feeling a lot better uh covid i'm day seven now eight so technically i can go out josie's got another two or three days before she can go out but she's going to go to work on, uh, on Monday, so that's good. All right, let's get to the news. Joe Biden uh, did a speech today, did a press conference today, and I was impressed. Uh, the press conference was almost three hours, almost two hours, excuse me. I think he started at one o'clock, which was four, four, yeah, one o'clock. So it's almost two, two hours. He's still going, uh, but it, it really is disgusting, To watch and the reason it's disgusting to watch is it's the media it's not even him his messaging is bad there's no question his messaging is bad and he keeps patting himself on the back which is really kind of a weird thing to watch uh he seems to not have any idea what's going on in the country he does say well yeah there's inflation and yeah shelves are empty in certain stores and yeah gas is way up and yeah, Russia's about to invade Ukraine and, and yeah, China is being bad and things like, but, and then the media, I, I swear to God, the media is just terrible. Of course, the first 20 questions he got were from mainstream media and they keep talking about this voting rights bill, which is just disgusting because the voting rights bill, it's not a voting rights bill, but they could keep calling it a voting rights bill. And, He keeps saying that, oh, well, you know, he blames Republicans, he blames Trump, he blames everybody. But he doesn't seem to have any answers to anything. So, well, let's talk about California because it's been, what, 15, 20 minutes since I talked about them. And, you know, they haven't jacked anything up recently and now they're trying to do it this year. California is just a place that I'm going to have to say I quit, I give up it's over. I can't do anything about it. It's not going to get better. So California is uh, looking to ways, looking into ways to implement universal health care throughout the state. That would give health care to everyone in the state, including illegal aliens. But the government kind of has a problem in California. And it's a big problem. The same problem other states like Vermont had when they tried implementing this type of failed program. How are they going to pay for it? You know, I know that a lot of Democrats don't want to worry about paying for anything. Here's the bad news. It is the thing. Well, Gavin Newsom and, and his cronies, they came up with, with a way. According to the Daily Wire, according to an analysis from the Tax Foundation, Assembly Constitutional Amendment 11, ACA 11, which requires two-thirds of both houses to state uh, of the state legislature for approval, would introduce, quote, surtaxes atop the current individual tax structure beginning at $149,509 in income, end quote. A, quote, graduated rate payroll tax with the top rate kicking in for employees with more than $49,999, $90, which is $50,000, in an annual income, end quote, and a, gro- and a quote, gross receipts tax of 2.3%, excluding the first $2 million of business income, end quote. ACA 11 would go to the voters for final approval if passed by two thirds of the legislature. That's right. They want to tax us again. Then our tax, our then tax our income again. They want to tax us then tax us again, and if you work, tax you a third time. And then they want to tax business on top of that. By the way, ignore the quote, you won't get taxed unless you make $149,000 garbage. These taxes are going to hit absolutely everyone. And they're going to hit everyone hard in a state that already has three times the national average as far as the tax rate goes. These taxes are going to cost jobs, they're going to close business, and people and businesses are just going to say, chow baby, and leave California. Each household income is said to have to pay another $12,250 in taxes. That's the average household. That's doubled from $6,000 a year. That moves the average tax rate to 18.5 percent. That's the average tax rate. If you're making more than200,000 dollars a year, you're already paying 17 percent. yours is going to go up to almost uh, you're going to go up to almost 30 percent. The average tax rate in California is 10 percent. For making a 100k or over, the average tax rate is 17 percent. By the way, the national average is 5.3%. Absolutely amazing. California has already lost a seat, a seat in the House of Representatives. And it looks like they're trying to lose more. And the reason they've lost that seat is people are running out of this hellscape. Facebook and Tesla have already moved to Texas because of the tax hellscape that California has become. Guess what? There's going to be more to come. Because this little experiment that Gavin Newsom is doing is just going to fail. It's going to fail heavily, and I guarantee you those taxes aren't going anywhere. Okay, so first it was Pelosi, Pelosi, now it's Schumer. According to Fox News, quote, The Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer Tuesday issued a stern warning to Republicans and Democrat defenders of the filibuster ahead of the upcoming votes on Democrats' election bills. Quote, we are going to vote. We are all going to go on the record. Schumer, who's a Democrat from New York, made the comments immediately after opening the floor to debate on a piece of legislation the House passed last week combining two major Democratic backed election bills. He promised that the Senate will not only vote on the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, Advancement Act, and the Freedom to Vote Act, but also on whether Uh, whether to defang the Senate's 60-vote filibuster of Republicans block them, as they are expected to. Schumer said, quote, As we debate these measures, the Senate will confront the critical question. Shall the members of this chamber do what is necessary to pass these bills and bring them closer to the president's desk? Today, we have just taken the first steps that will put everyone, everyone on the record. So, What's he decided to do? He's going to go ahead and vote to end the filibuster when he knows it won't pass. Just there are just two Democrats that are against it, and actually, on the record, there are probably off the record there are probably far more than just the two. Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin have already said they will not vote to end the filibuster. It's it's dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are both from purple states. Uh, Joe Manchin wrote an article why he doesn't want to change the filibuster. Kirsten Sinema stood on the Senate floor day before this just past week and said, I'm not ending the filibuster. They're both on record, no, it's not going to happen. There is not one Republican, even squishes like Mitt Romney, are not going to vote to end the filibuster. Chucky said he's going to have to vote. He's he, Chucky said he was going to have this vote on January 17th. He said that 3 weeks ago. January 17th in case you don't have it, that was 2 days ago. Nothing has changed. He doesn't have the votes. Sleepy Creepy Joe went to Congress and he was told to kick rocks by all, uh, by a bunch of Democrats including Mansion and Cinema. So that's not a thing that's going to happen. Or is it? This is going to have the wrong effect that Chuck Schumer... Chuck Schumer must be really bad at this. I've got a feeling that he's not going to have this vote at all. I think that's a bluff. Most people do not support ending the filibuster. Both Democrats and Republicans don't want to end the filibuster. And there are a bunch of um, purple state Democrats they are saying, I don't know about this. I think those senators that actually vote for the ending of the filibuster, they're going to be in big trouble in November. So I either Chucky isn't very smart to run this, or he thinks he can threaten Manchin and Cinema to doing what he wants to do. Basically, I think he's throwing a Hail Mary. I don't think this is a thing he's going to do. I don't think he's going to have the vote. He was supposed to have the vote today. So far, zero. Crickets. Nada. I feel sorry for Chucky. Nancy Pelosi screwed him when she sent the Build Back Better bill and the voting rights bills to the Senate when she knew he couldn't pass them. And the reason she did that, she didn't want to deal with it anymore. She screwed Chucky. There's no question about that. She sent that, and she knew it wasn't going to get through the Senate, but she figured, she threw her hands up and said, you know what, screw it, it's not my problem anymore. So, so far, I think it's going to be a bluff. So far, it has been a bluff. We'll have to see how that's going to work out. Uh, I got a feeling it's not. It's going to be absolutely nothing. All right, so here's something. This is a, this is a big story. Um, this is a great story. I, I love this story. And it tells me that if we wanted to, we could invade Canada right now with a Cessna and four harpoons and control all their oil and their whales. Uh, according to the Daily Wire... And by the way, this is something we should look at because what Canada does, they try to come, it tries to come to the United States eventually. So you watch. I don't think you're going to see a lot of push on this this year because of the November elections, but this is something people are going to start pushing for. According to the Daily Wire, a new Canadian law called C4 outlaws so-called conversion, quote, conversion therapy, end quote, which is defined in the law as any counseling or advising against transgender or non-binary identity or non-heterosexual sexuality, even if the young person or adult requests it. The new Canadian law, C4, bans any counseling that advocates for Christian standard that sex is reserved for one man and one woman within marriage. End quote. The Daily Wire's Morning Wire reported this weekend. Quote, it also potentially criminalizes any instruction confirming that human beings are created as holy male or female at birth. So in other words, if your little boy comes up to you and says he's a girl, or gay that kid cannot be treated psychologically and the parent can't say no you're a little boy get over it that's now illegal in california in canada california it's already illegal but in canada we're not talking about waterboarding these kids that's conversion therapy people think that you know electric shock waterboarding starvation things like that's not what it means It means a psychologist can't tell a kid that he's probably not a girl and he should wait before he makes any serious decisions about altering his physiology. That's basically what it says. There's a book, a great book, and you should order it, and you should order a hard copy of it, because I got a feeling it's probably going to be off bookshelves soon. Uh, It's by Abigail Schreier, and it's called Irreversible Damage. It's about the societal impact that social media the media, and education has concerning the trend of girls becoming transsexual. It does talk about some boys, but mostly it's about girls. Another impact she talks about are psychological treatments out there that are available for kids who think they're transsexual. Many children go through something called gender confusion. It's actually quite common. It's it's not a... It's not a... Rare occurrence. It does happen with younger kids. Uh, It has been defined in the DSM five. That's the psychological handbook. So it, it is a known. It is a known pathology, and it's pretty common. Most kids in their past anyway grew out of gender confusion. But that's because psychiatrists at one point actually took a standard. Of wait-and-see this was this is actually a therapy of wait-and-see therapy now this thing this this wait-and-see therapy did not sometimes have the results they wanted it wasn't conversion therapy it was found that most kids did grow out of their trans ideas a lot of the kids that grew out of their trans ideas ended up gay so they weren't exactly converted they just ended up gay But a lot of kids just grew, flat out grew out of it. They weren't gay. They lived normal lives. But today, we are replacing the psychological uh, approach of wait and see with something known as affirmation therapy. That therapy involves the psychiatrist confirming the child's belief and pushing the child toward her feelings of homosexuality and transsexuality. This includes hiding that information from the parents, applying hormone treatment without parental, parental permission, and in the worst cases, even body modification, which I don't think anyone would argue is just mutilation of the child. So here's the thing. Let, let's take a look at, at the law itself. What are they defining? What is Canada defining as conversion therapy? Now, California already does have a law on this, and it is pretty much identical to this law, except it doesn't really go that hardcore. I mean, this this is pretty bad. So there are uh, three, there are six areas of conversion therapy. One, change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual. Two, change a person's gender identity to cisgender. So in other words, if, if you don't know what cisgender is, it just means you're a boy and you like girls. So you're actually, you, by the way, the language itself is bad. Gender identity assumes that I believe there's a gender identity. I don't believe there's a gender identity. I believe you're a boy or a girl. So right off the bat, it, it's changing where, what I think, a per, what, it's changing the language. Three, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth. Again, this is a Jack, la- jack language. Sex isn't assigned. You're born as a sex. You're not assigned to sex. There's no some, There's not somebody out there that is saying, Okay, well, Johnny, you're going to be a boy. That, that's not happening. D, or a four, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. Uh, Five, uh, five, repress a person's non-cisgender identity, or six, which means when my daughter comes up to me and she says, my pronouns are not she, it's they, and I say, no, you're a she. You're my daughter. I know what you are. Better than you are. I'm not going to call you they, and they isn't even English anyway, so it doesn't really make any difference. You can't do that. You could actually get into trouble for that. And finally, six, repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. All right. Now, do you? I just read all these, and I could go over them one at a time, but I think I can, and I, I went over a couple of them, but I think there's one thing I can say is a problem with these definitions of conversion therapy, and I'm using air quotes here. Um, They're pretty vague and broad. And the kicker is, that's okay to leftists. They don't care about vagueness or, or broadness. They like vague and broad because it opens up a wide array of convictions in the future for people who do not cooperate with them. So, for example, and this is an example. If I say that I refuse to call my daughter a he when she's a she... I can, based off this, that could be seen as conversion therapy, and I could be arrested, convicted, and go to jail. Oh, that's the other thing, by the way. Um, Jail, the penalties, that's kind of important. People can serve two years for an unintentional conversion or five years for an intentional conversion. An unintentional conversion could be a parent saying, I'm not going to use your gender pronoun, by the way, that's I'm assuming that because the law is so broad, you can't tell. Now, needless to say, and I know you you think I'm uh, you you know what I think here. There are some major issues with this law. Uh, first off, parents can be convicted just telling their kids they're going through a phase, they're not a girl when he's a boy, not using the pronouns. That could be considered conversion. You can go to jail. It takes away the parents' right to raise their children the way they see best for them. This is something that's always tripped me out about the government. The government thinks they know they know how to raise my children, my child better than they than I do. Here's the problem, they don't even know my child's name. Much less know how to raise my child. Know my child better than I do. Parents can't go to psychologists because the psychologist is under the provision and most psychologists won't risk jail to treat someone like this i think you're going to see kind of a pushback there too i think you're going to see psychologists out there they're going to sit there and say no this is a crap law i'm going to f- i'm going to fight this law and they should fight this law cuz it's stupid i i'm sorry there are more therapies than just um there's more therapies than just uh uh what's it called the the um affirmation therapy and we'll get to affirmation therapy in a second. That's another problem. Uh, parents are also, this is interesting, parents are also, they, Canada thought of everything if parents are not allowed to go to another country. So the parents can't just sit there and say, screw this, I'm going to take my kid over to Georgia where they will, a psychologist can use either wait and see therapy or affirmation therapy and I'm going to deal with that 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 psychologist. Nope, you can't do that. It's illegal. The parent can be convicted of conversion therapy. Religious institutions can be convicted. Just telling the story of Sodom and Gomorrah or reading a number of biblical passages that are against homosexuality or perversion to their congregation can get them thrown in prison. That's scary. It assumes that children are mature enough to make life-changing procedures, let's let's call. It, and this is one of the things that Abigail Schreier talked really uh, went in depth about. It, you know, hormone therapy is pretty permanent. It's very hard to recover from hormone therapy, and we won't even talk about mutilating the kid's body to make her look more like a him or vice versa. These are serious decisions. And even uh, Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner, his name's Bruce Jenner, I've known him always as Bruce Even Bruce Jenner, no, a kid shouldn't make that decision. He spent ages in, psycholo- in psycholo- with psychological help before he had his sex, sex uh, change operation. And he knew what he was getting into. The other thing is, affirmation therapy is not done anywhere else in the psychological or medical profession if i'm a If I'm bipolar, the doctor doesn't say it's normal to be bipolar and send me on my way, or give me drugs that makes me more bipolar if a If a guy is schizophrenic and says that he hears voices in his head, the doctor doesn't doesn't sit there and tell him, "Oh, well, you're schizophrenic, and those voices are actually there. You should do what they say. That's affirmation therapy. If a black child says, I wish I was a white child, the doctor doesn't say, well, yeah, you should be a white child, and then start skin bleaching therapy. This just doesn't happen. And the biggest problem with this law, it goes one way. If a kid thinks he's gay, and I say no, that's a conversion. But if a kid is told he's gay, and he says, no, I'm not, that's not considered... Conversion. It goes one way. It's pushing kids towards being gay or being trans. So, the reason I bring this up is Canada, again, is usually one step ahead of the United States, specifically California and New York. Mind you, this whole thing, this law in the United States would be unconstitutional. You can't do that. So that's a good thing, but that doesn't mean that these states are not going to try. Okay, so let's get on to our third story. There are four stories today. This is a big one. On Monday night, billionaire tech entrepreneur and part owner of the NBA's Golden State Warriors, Shamath Palahapad. Taya, he's indian i i'm hoping i didn't butcher that too bad but i'm sure i did made some comments on a podcast about what he thinks about china and the uyghurs being kept in concentration camps under chinese rule his comments shouldn't be surprising but they are amazing listen
1: you know it's one of the stronger things he did but it's not coming up in the polls and i think that whole republicans Interesting. Nobody, nobody, cares about, again, no, it's nobody, nobody cares Let's honest, nobody cares about what's happening to the weakers okay you you bring it up because you really what? care and I think what that's do mean nice nobody that cares? you care the rest of us don't care I'm just well, you telling really you a care? very hard wait, wait, I'm you're saying you, you very, personally don't care I'm telling you a very hard ugly truth okay of all the things that I care about yes it is below my line okay uh, of all the things that's... that I care about it is below my line. Disappointing. Well, we, I think people, if you, if you explain to them what's happening to the Uyghurs in China, they care, but it's not top of mind for them. That's not What's caring. top of mind right now is they go to their grocery store and, and the shelves are empty. Sure. That I care yeah. about. Yeah. I, I, I care about the fact that our economy could turn on a dime if China invades Taiwan. I care about that. I care about climate change. You know, I care about a bunch of, I care about America's crippling and, you know, decrepit in healthcare infrastructure. But if you're asking me, do I care about a segment of a class of people in another country, not until we can take care of ourselves, will I prioritize them over us. And I think a lot of people believe that. And I'm sorry if that's a hard truth to hear. But every time I, I say that I care about the Uyghurs, I'm really just lying if I don't really care. And so I'd rather not lie to you and tell you the truth. It's not a priority for me. And my response to that is, I think it's a sad state of affairs when human rights as a concept globally, you know, falls beneath, you know, tactical and strategic issues that we have to have we need to that's another luxury belief
0: now we all have to understand something um the nba is a leftist organization it always has been that's why i don't watch it i'm not going to give them the the viewership for it i'm not boycotting it i just refuse to watch the nba this is a league that this was a league that tore apart the an nba vice president for supporting hong kong when china decided to take over But they have no issue releasing hateful statements about Donald Trump and how racist the police are in America. The NBA is nothing but a money-making machine. And they need China. And they need to keep China. To keep making those billions, if not trillions of dollars. As far as the country having its own problems, you know what problem we aren't having? Forcibly sterilizing, jailing, and killing a group of people because of their religion. I'm going to go on on a limb and saying that our problems are probably not as heavy as the people's, the Uyghurs' problem in China. Funny is the funny thing is the NBA says that the United States is bad because we are systemically racist. Uh, yet the NBA ignores an actual example of systemic racism putting people into a concentration camp, re-educating the people, sterilizing the people, forcing abortions, forcing marriage in China because of a set of religious beliefs that is different is considered systemic racism. yeah, but they don't they don't see the problem. This idiot doesn't see that as an issue. And what are we needing to fix besides systemic racism? Listen to what this guy says. He cares about grocery stores being empty. He doesn't care about that. He's a billionaire. He's worth a few billion. Do you think he's really worried about where he's going to get his food or wherever, whatever he's looking for? Kind of doubt it. He cares about our economy suffering if China invades Taiwan. Obviously, he doesn't really care that much because... China already took over Hong Kong, but that didn't seem to come into play here. But the question is, why does he care? Might it be that he has business interest in Taiwan, and it's his economics viability that's going to suffer, not the United States? I don't think he gives a damn about the United States. He cares about America's healthcare infrastructure. Question: Why? He's worth a few billion dollars. You think he's using the government health care? Do you think he, this guy doesn't have the best health care available? He just pays cash for it? Who the hell is he kidding? By the way, our health care in this country is the, amongst the best in the world. Don't forget, we came up with these vaccines for COVID. Now, they don't work real well, but I mean, we did come up with the best vaccine in the world so far. And of course, he cares about climate change. Something no one else really cares about. But here's the question I have: Why support China since they're the world's leader in carbon emissions? You seem kind of hip. You seem kind of hypocritical to sit there and say, "Oh, we got to be concerned about climate change. This is something that's a big deal with him," and he's not boycotting China. China's the one that's jacking with the climate, but he doesn't seem to care about that. It's the United States that has to have zero emissions. What about China? This guy doesn't care about any of that. He only cares about money. That's the reality. He cares about making more money. That's all he cares about. Now, do I think the guy's a sociopath and a narcissist? Yes, absolutely. But I think he is at least being truthful, unlike many other uh, CEOs who probably think the exact same thing when dealing with China. They don't care what China does just as long as they get their money just as long as their companies their companies get bigger, get richer. This is the problem in the country. Greed has replaced empathy. Greed has replaced morality. Greed has replaced the need to do the right thing no matter what it costs. Seeing how these companies like Amazon, Apple, Nike, NBA, that's one only a couple. You could throw the NFL in there now continue to make money because of China and they continue not to give a damn about what China actually does. I would have asked a follow-up question to this guy. We had problems during World War II. That's one of the reasons why the United States didn't want to get into World War II. Then Japan attacked. Should we have ended the Holocaust? Fought Hitler like we did? or should we have just let the europeans deal with hitler and kick japan's ass alone cuz we could have kicked we could have put all our forces in japan eliminated japan pretty quickly we didn't need to fight the european war i'd be curious what his answer would be needless to say these comments were not embraced by anybody um, he later released a press statement which I got to tell you, it wasn't much of a press statement. He said, "Quote: In re-listening to this week's podcast, I recognize that I come across as lacking empathy. No shit, I acknowledge that entirely. As a refugee, my family fled the country with its own set of human rights issues, so that this is something that is very much part of my lived experience. This is the um, first off. This is extremely self-centered." extremely, I'm trying to reach out to you that, yes, I suffered too. Wah, wah, wah. He's trying to put himself into a victim class here. It's very narcissistic. And then this is the last part of the, the uh, statement. To be clear, my belief is that human rights matter, whether in China, the United States, or elsewhere, Elsewhere, for, full stop. I love how he, he puts in a basket China and the United States. Um, sir, your apology is not accepted because it's not an apology. You're going to keep doing whatever you want. You don't give a damn. And I don't think you can put China and United States in the same bucket. Sorry. China who is disappearing people, China who is putting has concentration camps and gulags set up. How do you even make the comparison between the two? This man is an example of what's wrong and by the way i do want to point something out because he does put china and the united states in the same in the same deal if he decided to go to china instead of the united states now we know when he went to the united states he entered the tech industry and he made billions i mean to the point where he's a partial owner of a basketball team sounds like he's a pretty he's done pretty well in the united states question what would happen if he went to china could he do the same thing Or is it more than likely, because he's probably a Hindu, he'd be stuck in a concentration camp so that he can be re-educated? Or do you think he'd become a billionaire there too? Which seems more likely? This man is an example of what's wrong with this country and corporate America. The hatred for this country and the willingness just to the willingness just to demonize this country, but forgive everybody else all for the sake of the mighty dollar. And that's what it comes down to. Okay. In our last one, our last, uh, I don't have many comments to this, this story. I just thought this story was really funny and it really shows just how, (coughs) it really shows just how paranoid our country is getting. It's so stupid. But um, I'm going to bring it up again. Okay, so according to the Wall Street Journal, I'll just quote this. Authorities ordered some 2,000 hamsters in Hong Kong to be killed over concerns that the animals have transmitted COVID-19 to humans. One of the city's latest measures is to try to stamp out a, a fresh outbreak. Now, mind you, Hong Kong is now under Chinese rule, So is this really that much of a shock? Continuing with the story. Under the latest order, authorities will cull the animals at almost three dozen pet shops across the city, including a store selling small animals linked to the two recent COVID-19 infections in the city. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Hong Kong, but it makes New York look like farmland. People are on top of each other in Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure you don't need a hamster to catch COVID-19 in Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure just walking down the street, you'll catch it. Anyway, continuing, one of the two infections was an employee at the pet store while another was a recent visitor to the store, authorities said. Now, I mean, the first thing is, okay, if their visitor, if the employee had COVID and the visitor visited the store, isn't it possible it wasn't the freaking hamsters that the employee gave it to the visitor? Hey, what am I... Anyway, health chiefs said the order was being made out of prudence as there was no international evidence that pets can transmit COVID 19 to humans. Anyone who bought a hamster after December 22nd should should surrender the animals, authorities said, according to the local media. Yeah, that's, yeah. get your kid to give up your hamster, his hamster. Yeah, that'll work out. Close contacts on of the people infected face two weeks quarantine under the city's strict quarantine rules. Friggin' China. <laughs> I don't have much to say except it just, it just the, the paranoia over this COVID thing is just it, it's gone insane. I'm reading a great book. Uh, I'll I'll talk about the book later, but it talks about the mass cycle. Uh, the psychotic mass delusions that are being created today. And this is just another example of it. I mean, the book's only a hundred pages. I wish I had it with me, but I don't. Um, I did bring this up to Josie. See, we have this crappy little pug dog uh, and the dog runs all over the house, eats everything and won't sit when you tell her to sit. I mean, the dog is completely untrainable. It is stupid. And I said that maybe Gigi has the China virus and that she's such a little And that's probably why she's such a little jerk. She's got COVID and she's insane because of COVID. And maybe in order to avoid catching the China virus again, we should actually get rid of Gigi. You know, we just send her away because the dog's kind of an asshole. Um, Yeah, no, she didn't. It didn't hook. I tried. She said that even if Gigi is the size of a hamster, she's not a hamster. And like a lot of underhanded plans that I had, it backfired. After this podcast, I have to go to CVS and get a COVID test for Gigi and then test her to make sure she doesn't have the China virus. Thank God forbid, if she does, where the hell are we going to freaking quarantine her? I don't know. I, I So there you have it. The best laid plans of mice and men. Failed again. Maybe it's better yet. It's the best laid plans of hamsters and pugs. Anyway, go visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Take a look at all my links and some of the audio and video. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.